if you are if you are here do not get up out of your seat remember that part do not get up out of your seat but wave at someone uh, shake a hand just show a, a bit of affection because it is good to see everybody if you're virtual put a heart emoji in uh, put a wave emoji or send a quick text message but you only have about 20 seconds to somebody that you love and just tell them that you love them Sorry, it appears I'm the only one that didn't listen, so. <laughs> I absolutely love you all. Today's scripture reading comes from Ephesians, the fifth chapter, verses 15 through 17, and it reads. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what, is the, what the will of the Lord is. The word of God for the people of God. God, we love you. God, we love you. God, we love you. Help us as only you can because we need it. In Jesus' name, amen. The Apostle Paul, throughout this letter, is very careful to make uh, sure that the e Ephesians know who they are in God, and then has been quite uh, strategic, if you will, to tell them how to live as they should believe. In this portion of scripture, he, he says, be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but wise. Make the most of your time because the days are evil, so then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Amen. He tells them to be careful, to be watchful, to be vigilant, to be prudent, to be wise, to be sober-minded. He says, be careful how you walk. Now, in this particular portion of scripture, quite honestly, throughout this letter, he uses the term walk quite a few times. And in that, he is at, he's not saying a physical walk but he is trying to get them to apply the lessons that he is teaching throughout this letter to how they live. He's saying, as you walk through this journey called life, be not tossed to and fro by every wind and doctrine. As, as you walk through this journey called life, be wise, not unwise, because there will be a time where you will have to choose how you will respond. In this particular portion of scripture, it does talk about being unwise, but it is not indicative of the intelligence level of the individual, but their level of belief. He says, walk in a way that says you are a believer. 
walk in a way that says that you desire the things of God, walk in a way that is loving, that is righteous, and that allows your light to shine among men, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the Spirit of God. He, 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 is, he is admonishing us to walk into a room and be that change agent, be the one who changes the room instead of the one that walks in and the room changes them. You see, we have, uh, have to be careful how we live. And the only way to truly be careful how we live is to be led by the Spirit of God. He, he, he is evident in the first three chapters of this particular book of, uh, of Ephesians to show the Ephesians who they are. He, he encourages them to, to look at the Gospels, to, to look at the Scriptures, to, to pray, to, to really look at the principles of God and not only look at them, but apply them and give them time to work. Likewise, I say to you today, we need to be careful how we walk. We need to be careful how we live. We need to make sure that, that, that we use the, the best of our time, as he tells them in verse 17. We need to be careful not to be foolish, but to understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, in verse 16, it says, make the most of your time. In that, we find that this, this, this word time in this particular portion of scripture talks to an appointed amount of time or a appointed season. It talks to the fact that, that we may not live forever, but there is a very uh, specific thing we are supposed to do with the days that we are blessed with. It, it talks about how we should live our lives uh, uh, holy and acceptable unto God. We, we should uh, uh, pray similar to uh, the, 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 in the Bible where it says, Lord, teach me to number my days that I might live each moment to your glory. You see, we don't live as though our time is frivolous, as, as though our time means nothing because we have yet work to do. He warns them that the days are evil. Evil in this place means that they may begin good but are corrupted. I told you just a few moments ago that in all of our lives, and I think we all can attest to this, we've come to the proverbial fork in the road. That, that place where we know what we should do, but the other option looks pretty good. Y'all gonna leave me by myself. I'll see how y'all do. Where, where, where you come to a point in the road where you, you can go a, a, the right way by yourself or you can go the other way with your friends. That, that point in the road where you have to choose, will you be the change agent or will you be changed? The days are coming that are evil. And so what he says is, in, this in walking this thing out the way that you're supposed to walk, when you get to this proverbial fort where you can choose between being wise and unwise, righteous or unrighteous, to fight for truth and justice or be okay with injustice, we, we have to choose wisely. We have to choose the godly uh, uh, direction. We have to be willing to walk in a place that nobody else is willing to walk, willing to go by ourselves if that's what it takes, willing to stand when everybody else is complacent or, or comfortable and sitting. We have to be willing to be exactly what God has called us to be in that situation, even if it seems to be uncomfortable. 
because I would, I would argue that in most cases when we face adversity, there are two very real options and they don't look like the same. He says, when you come to this fork, be careful how you walk. Be led of the spirit and not of your emotions or the world or your flesh. Be, be careful not to go because everybody else goes, but be willing to behave like you believe, to stand on the foundation of the word, to do what you know is right, to be in the place in which God ordains. Because the fact of the matter is, in those challenging times where it seems like everything is overwhelming, the, the worldly response may be to get drunk and, and or to get high and forget when things are tight and money seems not to be there, the world's response would be to steal to, or to cheat. When people despitefully use you, the world response would be to get revenge. But that's the side of the fork that we should not go. Amen. Oh, y'all didn't leave me by myself that time. I'm in the right place. And so when, when things seem to be overwhelming, uh, uh, instead of going the side where the world would push us, we need to press into our, our, our word. We need to come and reason together. We need to get stronger in our prayer life. We need to find that partner, that accountability person, that prayer partner that we can come and, and, and talk with and pray with. And, and hopefully they are strong enough to walk us through. And if not, we have pastors, we have deacons, we have, we have music leaders. We have mentors. We have those people that will help us to find the will of God in spite of that mess. When things get tight, instead of stealing or cheating, what we should try to figure out is how can we give more? I, I don't have money, but I can give my time. I can love on someone a little bit more than I did before. I can do that. I can sow seeds into the ground knowing that God has never uh, forsaken me and God isn't going to start today. So instead of acting like I am defeated, I'm going to act like I'm rich. Instead of acting like I am in lack, I am going to walk this thing out as if my, my father truly has the cattle on a thousand hills. And so instead of being overwhelmed and thinking about my lack, I'm going to celebrate the abundance, the abundance of love, the abundance of, of, of right thinking, the abundance of help. I am going to go into those places where I see lack and sow my abundance so that my lack is less of my concern because I know that God is more than able to meet me right where I am because I know God will not give me more than I can bear without a window or a door to walk out of because I know that God will not lead me to a place where his grace is not sufficient enough to keep me. When people despitefully use you, the world says take the fork of revenge. It'll make you feel good. Well, I'm going to tell you from experience, I probably shouldn't say it's from experience, that it really doesn't make you feel good. And if you think it makes you feel good, you'll go to sleep, wake up in the morning and realize, uh-oh. But the scriptures say to love those that despitefully use you. The scripture says to forgive your brother many, 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 many times over. The scripture says... That when you forgive, God will forgive you. The scripture says that love is patient, it's kind, it's long-suffering, it endureth all things, it hopes all things, it never fails. The scripture tells us 
that at this fork, there's only one true direction to go. It says, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be sober-minded and wise and walk in your purpose. As many of you know, I went to Houston last week and I visited a group of brothers. We came to the fraternity together. We're celebrating 20 years this year of friendship. And I don't say that lightly because in the 20 years that we have been together, we haven't been all in the same place in 19 of those. Quite frankly, we haven't all been in the same place yet because one person wasn't able to come, but I digress. And so we, we were there uh, in Houston and we began to talk and we woke up on Saturday morning and we're, we're trying to figure out where we're gonna go eat breakfast. There's a nice little cafe around the corner. Why don't we walk there? And for me, that two block walk was my exercise for the day. But as we are talking, there is one of my friends, we'll call him Howard. He is sitting, uh, he is laying on the floor in the living room doing push-ups. And I'm thinking, my God, how many of those is he gonna do? And then I thought, well, maybe I should get down there with him and do some, but I would probably be embarrassed because he's on 30 and I'd stop after three. So I'm gonna sit where I am. And he says, where are y'all gonna go eat? And we told him about this little cafe around the corner. He says, okay, I'll meet you there. And he leaves. We don't know where he is. He's not from Houston. He just leaves. So we go to the cafe because we're pretty sure he can take care of himself. And we, we finally get our food and we look back and, and Howard is on the grassy area behind the restaurant doing push-ups. Okay. He comes to the, the table and we say, hey man, um, would you like us to order you something to eat? No, I'm not eating yet. Uh, I just finished my walk. It'll be fine. Well, well slow down, bruh, because you're, you're speaking really fast. Well, you know, my heart is just racing a little bit because I had to go for a walk for my, 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 morning, my morning walk. Okay, so how far did you walk? Six miles. Not 6.1, not 6.2, not 5.8. Six miles, exactly. Okay, uh, and, and I kept my heart rate at, at this rate, and I did push-ups in between at this mile marker and this mile marker, and, 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 and I finally finished my workout, so I'm going to go back to the, the house, and I'm going to shower, and I'll be ready when you get there. And I'm thinking, this cat is on vacation walking six miles? Six! He had been gone for a span of time, and when we got back to the house, he was disappointed in himself because he missed his time by three minutes. And it was funny because the more we talked about him walking these miles, and we may have called him a few things and talked a little bit of noise, but as we begin to understand where, why he did it it, 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 it really hit a light bulb. So to give you some perspective, Howard was the starting O-lineman for OU. He was all of 350 plus when I met him the first time. He, he was the starting lineman at OU. He started on a uh, semi-pro team. He started in arena ball at O-line. He even made an NFL roster. Big boy, 6'4", 350 plus, just huge. Well, if you met Howard today, uh, it, 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 you wouldn't notice, uh, you wouldn't be able to recognize him. He, he literally could walk into an O-line's meeting and they would laugh him out of the room because he's still 6'4", but he's smaller than I am. And so after listening to him about his exercise regimen, I began to ask him questions like, man, what happened? Why, why did you choose to do this? Why are you so committed to it? Why, what made you lose the weight? And his only statement was, I want to be here for my kids. I said, you know something? I think I'm going to start working out. He said, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to work out if you can't do it for the right reasons. 
And really looking at that, uh, we began to talk a little bit later that night as, as a group. And now at 8.05, every night we are texting one another, telling of our activity levels and what we did in the day. Six uh, fairly out of shape individuals talking to each other, trying to increase our activity. Now, I might, you might ask me, why am I telling you this story? One, because it's funny. But two, because Howard made a choice to do the right thing for him and his family. And as a result, he was committed. He was strategic. He was methodical even about how he uh, handled that thing. And quite honestly, he didn't care if he was in New York or California or Texas. He was going to do exactly what he committed to doing. He was going to do exactly what he committed to doing, whether we talked noise about him, whether we made fun of him, whether people understood, or whether he had to go alone. And he did it in a way that was so amazing that it became infectious to six other individuals that lived throughout this country. And quite frankly, now wives have been included and other friends have been included and other fraternity brothers have been included. And it hasn't even been a week. So my question to us is this, if we truly were careful about how we walked, if we truly walked in the wisdom of God instead of the folly of people, if we truly sought to understand uh, the will of what God wanted to, us to do in our lives, and we were committed, committed, committed to the cause, even if we had to go alone, even if people talk bad about us, even if uh, people didn't understand, how many people could we affect? How many people would look at their activity level, if you will, at, on a daily basis and say, I didn't live this day to the fullest, but I will tomorrow. How many people would be comfortable enough to check in with one another just to make sure they're okay and to push them forward and to love on them and to wave and to send heart emojis and to do all those little things that, that would cause them to look at things a little bit differently? How much light could we show to a world that seems to be so dark? And how much change could we, how, how much change could we then uh, affect and effect throughout these communities? How much could we live a, a devoted cause to the purpose of God? And, and, and how impactful would that be to our families, to our jobs, to our schools, to our communities, to our circle of friends? Walking a committed life almost forced us to want better for ourselves, to exercise. Walking a committed life and living the principles of God should even more so affect those around us. So people of God, this is how I leave it to you. I ask you to be careful, to be prudent, to be vigilant, to be committed, to be dedicated, to stand in the midst of all adversity, in the midst of those that don't understand, even if it requires you to be alone. Live every moment to the fullness of what God has placed in that moment. Touch all that you can, while you can, for as long as you can. And when you reach that fork in the road, choose. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.